What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Chess the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, Joe and Cuz are out this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. Good. No Don't inside need sources, no ties Thank to the you. industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Dave and Craig, we're going to cover the WrestleMania that kind of kicked off the Attitude Era when you really look back at it. WrestleMania 14. Talking about something that changes the world. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Shitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. I remember specifically going into this this event going like it's got to be his time, right? Like it's yeah. got to be. I never felt anything like that since Hogan. And so finally I felt it with Austin as a fan and I'm like, "Oh my god, like something's going to happen. You got yeah. Tyson bringing in the casual fans, bringing in the mainstream media just like T did back in the day. So you got those people now in your corner and then you yeah. have this guy, this Hogan S guy that's that's getting the young people, getting the men and women and like it just kind of he was motivating everybody and then and then if you did read the dirt sheets back here which they were still on the internet in their infancy as far as the internet's concerned you knew that michaels had been a problem that he had had a lot of injury problems that a lot of people didn't yeah. know if he was going to make the show because of his back you, you so you yeah. had all that drama like and you're like yeah. oh and yeah i should say offense. it wasn't so much dirt sheets as it was newsletters right Right. Yeah. And point, they were just yeah. they were learning how to use the internet rather than mailing yeah. out their newsletters. They were learning how yeah. to like get dot, use, dot this, matrix, use this dot com yeah. thing. Like, yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever wow. that is. March 29, 1998 at the Fleetwood Center in Boston, Massachusetts. The attendance is 19,028 people. Our buy rate is 730,000. And the tagline wow. is the greatest pay-per-view attraction of all time. That seems lazy, but okay, right. we'll take well, we it. We got Mike Tyson. I think it's that's like Vince just yelling in a conference room in like the March before. The greatest. <laughs> Our commentators are so much. Wrote it down. They're like, he'll love this. He'll love this. He yeah. said it. Watch. watch, watch Wait, did you hear him say? Vince said VK. he wants it to be the greatest pay per view attraction of all time. So we put it on the poster. There you go. There it is. Perfect. <laughs> Where'd you get this garbage from? You said it. Maybe, oh, oh, I like then it. Then it's good. Then it's good. Only a complete dumb fuck would say something like this. You, you said, said it last week, Vince. Oh, which, which was my test to you to make sure that you're paying attention, and you were. Put it on the fucking poster. And shut up. <laughs> See you guys in Boston. I will own Get it forever. Out. See you. See you in mass. I'm late uh, for my Our workout. commentators Get are out. Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler. Our interviewer is Kevin Kelly, and our announcer is Howard Finkel. Uh, Jess, who are WWE champions and who are WCW champions at this time? Ah, uh, uh, WCW over in the competition. Again, they had not been beaten yet. The 83-week streak was still going on, but it was yeah. nearing an end, very close to an end here. However, they were still number one by a little margin. The WCW World Heavyweight Champion was Sting. Uh, the United States Champion was Diamond Dallas to the page. Ooh. The television champion is Booker T. And okay. the WCW Tag Team Champions are the Outsiders, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. The Outsiders. And then new, uh, coming new, new, into the new world order. <laughs> All right. Before I, 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 we open up to a montage of tradition versus new generation. So they, this is the big new generation push before kind of we get into that kickoff of attitude, right? Um, just, I have a grade for the first match, but can you tell me if there was a dark match? Because I wanted to make sure this was or was not. Um, there was two, but they were on uh, they were on the pre-show. No, I'm lying. There wasn't. I was thinking of the next one we're going to review. Never mind. Yeah, that's not the same uh, one. Yeah. yeah, 
There is nothing on the pre-show. There was nothing on Sunday Night Heat here. Okay, I'm glad no, they, they I'm cut glad right I... to like all the entrances of the Battle Royal. They cut to. They just yeah. cut to. Uh, yeah, they Nation cut to the Nation coming out. They welcome Legion of Doom, and they yeah. welcome yeah. Legion of Doom with Sunny. So that is our first match. We have uh, Farouk and Kama coming down for Rumble along with LOD. Uh, LOD gives you the grade at the end. It is a D, and I think I'm being generous. Uh, this is LOD winning the Rumble. But it's such a bad opener. I really don't like every man in the Rumble. We discuss this all the time, how well the Royal Rumble works with bringing in people every two minutes. This is just kind of a cluster. And, you know, it's a bad opener unless you're just purely counting on Legion of Doom giving you that pop, which they did. They gave you that pop. But, oh, my gosh, um, they are out of shape. Um, You can tell they're hurting. You're wrong, Dave. Uh, uh, Classic Mania opener here. Uh, 15 man tag team battle royal. 30 men uh, outside the ring, and they only get to go in the ring when Legion of Doom gets their entrance with Sonny. Managing them in a super skimpy outfit. Well, and it was their re-debut, by the way. This was the re-debut of uh, them wearing helmets. Uh, I I didn't hate the look. By the way, can I just say something on that, Craig? It's a great D, but how long did it take them to get that care off before people could come in the ring? It was like, I felt like like they were fighting with it. You can also tell that they didn't even want to be with Sonny. They they, in the I think in uh, they were not happy. The bio- autobiographies or not autobiographies like biography like television biographies um they said that they didn't uh, it's not they had nothing against her as a person but they hated it they just didn't they didn't understand it uh, yeah, they, yeah they, they they just ignored her on the way in they ignored her yeah. on the way out in the end like and she was uh, like mm, i'm great yeah, she looked was, uh, she looked fine It was clunky. Teams came in out of nowhere, and Kurgan came in out of nowhere, eliminated people, and then people went through the middle and got eliminated, and team went over <laughs> the top and then came back in through others. Yeah, it was such the opposite of what you would expect out of a WrestleMania opener to really energize the crowd. Yeah, as Dave said, they just relied on the LOD pop, and they they got it for a second, but you don't. That's not sustains a WrestleMania opener. That's not the opener. And yeah, I'm with you. It was a D, and then LOD hey. of course wins it. Should have kicked that off with LOD wins the I did. I, I, 15 man tag team rumble. Um, in their re-debut or whatever i gave it a i gave it a d minus this match was shit um <laughs> i, I it, it's a crappy opener and i'm gonna go ahead and say it. i think it's the worst wrestlemania opener ever so here we go yeah I'm that's sorry. a good, that's um, a good but before we get there there's a replay of dx public works and uh totally it looks like they're manhandling stone cold outside in boston um yeah they are it was the uh the not the signing but i think it, it was the uh public, public workout, workout the dx they call public, it a public workout, workout or yeah and yeah. Austin came and then up they did also, other items all around Boston. Sean Michaels is, is famous and notorious because uh, he almost didn't show up. Like they had to beg him to come out of the limo because he came out of the limo and it, someone threw a rock at him. He's like, oh, I'm fucking out of here. And he gets back in the limo and he refused to come out. Vince had to fucking. It was, call a, it was him. a battery. But yeah, it was a, was a battery. Okay. It was was a battery. it a battery? I didn't even know but, that. Yeah. Oh, wow. He refused right to come in out. His head. So then they finally got him out there because he was, you know, fucking irritated, hungover, drunky Sean, uh, druggy Sean. And so he was just pissed off. He's like, I don't. 
If we don't I have air is, security, I think this is really when yeah. I lost a smile. It wasn't before. This is really when I lost. Yeah, you're a heel champ. Freddie Blassie gets stabbed. You can fucking take a battery to the head. Just right, to do and your job. you know what? And that means fucking people hate your guts <laughs> compared to, to the guy you're facing. So, yeah. If the but I'm not gonna. He did, yeah, he got, be, he got beat and stabbed with beer bottles in a fucking, fucking alleyway after just, a match. People yeah. get, used to get piss thrown at them. Refs used to get hit with with pieces of corn. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, come on, uh, Dave, Dave is referencing a clip that went around with one of the uh, wrestling meme sites <laughs> where uh, I don't where were they? But Dave Hebner gets hit right in the face with a piece of uh, ear of corn from a fan from bunch the of animals. <laughs> and Bulldogs in the ring like, "What, Dave? What happened? Did you hit Ned? Oh fuck! He got hit with corn. It's so funny. Like, <laughs> so right I watched it like three times. I couldn't stop laughing. I could. I couldn't stop. Um. All right. Uh, contain, kind of redneck throws um, like <laughs> Davey Boy is like legit. Like Dave, he was like an innocent child. Yeah. Like remember in the Wrestling with Shadows documentary when like they're all standing around and then Brett comes in like the serious one. He's like, guys, we have to do this interview. Let's go right now. And he's like, um, yeah, we got to uh uh like and he's just like caught like oh uh, fuck I was off fast. Like and he's just so innocent and pure. I miss that guy. Sorry, dude. I love my I love Dave. We miss Dave. Uh, match number two, we have Aguilar versus Taka for the light heavyweight championship. I gave this a B plus. I'm telling you, this should have been the oh. opener. Hey, don't start. This should have been the opener. There's a good chance that most of the crowd doesn't know who these guys are. Uh, by the way, Taco wins. Uh, Taco wins with the uh, with the arrow. What, what is, it's what's the because move? the owner of the company doesn't give a shit about exactly. That's what I'm saying. So there's a good chance that most of the crowd doesn't know who these are. And they're still getting really good reactions because the high flying is so good and the, and the ring work is so good and they really don't stop. It's List just that- of Leaf favorites go light heavyweights, little people, tag teams are somewhere in there. I don't know. And then I just, I really hate when people sneeze. Other than that, I don't have anything yeah. else. Yeah. And then, yeah. So it, it's so, it's so crazy because the work is really well done and they're doing moves that people have never seen before. Uh, mm. Really high flying stuff, and it's good. If they mm. had gotten like three weeks uh, on, on mm. tapings before WrestleMania, people would have known who they were. I have to were. say that those were moves that people had never seen before. If you never watched the WCW Cruiserweight division, and there it is, the Michinoku driver. I got the Michinoku. What a fast-paced victory! Exactly. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I agree. Which, which had been raring for like a year and a half before this. Like, uh, totally uh, agree with that. I yeah. totally agree with you. By the way, the match also was only five minutes and fifty-seven seconds, which and it was it. good. Um, I agree with Wait, you. Did you give it a grade? Opener. What'd you give it? B plus. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Uh, I I agree with you. This should have been the opener for sure. Yeah. Uh, Taka <laughs> defends the title. But by the way, he was the defending champion. Um, I do, I put this was certainly no WCW cruiserweight match. It's amazing no. to me. It's amazing to me that Vince can get so much things right by building stars, uh, catering to the national media, uh, attracting national coverage and stuff. But he never fucking I don't think he cares about light heavyweights or cruiserweights. He's never done it right. Um, It was an okay match for the time that they had. I give it a C plus. It's not their fault, but uh, I agree with Dave. It should have opened the show. We get we get the rock in the interview and he's basically just being a big old heel the entire time. I know we're not going to grade this, but can I can I say that 
this might make the pay-per-view for me because <laughs> this is what this made him. This interview segment right here fucking made him. Well, and and the, the reason says. why I fondly remember Joe, of all people at my house, too, for this pay-per-view was because the very first time that a famous line was ever uttered by The Rock was this clip. And it was the throwaway line, if you smell what I'm cooking. And after that, that went insane. He was just like Austin's Austin 316 because I your ass. That was a throwaway line. Austin in that interview was like, I got to get in Stone Cold Tedso because that's my tagline, which was big. But the big one was Austin 316 says I whipped your ass. This one here, so The Rock was trying to work on all other things. He was talking about himself. The Rock contemplated for a bit. It was one of his fucking lines which made me die laughing. When he's like, the, he paused. And he's like, The Rock had to contemplate for a bit. Like, and I was laughing so fucking yeah. hard on that. And then when he just like looked at him and he said something and he goes, I mean, if you smell him cooking. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, that's right. And I remember Joe laughing and looking at me at my house. And he goes, did he just say, if you smell when I cook it? I was like, he did. And Joe's yeah. like, that's phenomenal. And I was like, it is phenomenal. And ever since then, you saw, if you smell what I'm cooking, he started saying it more because he realized people were on fire. This segment made this character for him. Like, he was a made man after this. Like, I'll never yeah. forget this interview. Like, a, an interview, you. a tape segment at a WrestleMania got yeah. this guy over and he was already getting over don't get me wrong he was yeah, already getting, getting over, over coming here. into this but holy shit this interview i will never forget it rocketed him to the stratosphere it was beautiful just great i i i because of the rock now when someone says something and i'm kind of following along in at work or whatever i say yeah i, I smell what you're cooking they're like what and i'm all i i got you i, I feel i feel you I'm like what does yeah. that mean I, you don't watch wrestling i smell what you're cooking all the time and they're like huh yeah, they're not wrestling yeah. fans. It's just the best. Like he was really the fucking the best here. And we did he wasn't even done. He was only like 30% realized here. Like that's how big he became. Yeah. Match number three is for the European Championship. Hunter Hurst Hemsley. You can say Triple H, but that's not what it was yet. With China. <laughs> I'm thinking of Craig this whole fucking match when I was watching this match. I was like, Craig's probably like just, slamming his head into a door. Like, yeah, over and versus over again. Watching. Owen Hart. I give it a C plus. It's it's really brutal. Um, even when being chained to Sergeant Slaughter, it's uh, by the way, a major point of the match, China must be handcuffed to Commissioner Sergeant Slaughter or Sergeant Commissioner Slaughter or Commissioner Slaughter, whatever it is. And his massive interference. Belly. And guess <laughs> what? It doesn't work. Um, she still gets through and she interferes. Uh, she puts powder up in, in the face and interferes in well and heart. And then Hemley hits Hemsley hits the pedigree for the one, two, three. It's a C plus. It's total garbage. I get really pissed here. The match is garbage. Um, It's just, oh, they're already nursing an ankle injury for Owen, and that takes the majority of the match. It's super boring. It is not psychology, Dave. It's like Akamikonoku in this (laughs) work. The ankle, the ankle, bro. Uh, Oh, and Owen does pick up the pace. But speaking of pace, they seem to a step slower than they should have been like the entire match. That's just what I see. Um, the crowd was definitely into it, but I just felt like the, this is they, there wasn't really a great gel here between the two of them. So that's why I give it a C plus. Craig, what do you what do you got? I give it a C. Go back and watch it because Triple H is fighting. It's got a weird metal clasp on his out on his outfit and his robe or whatever, and so he's literally fighting the entire walk down the ring to unclasp the robe before he gets to the ring, the top of the stairs, and he can't do it. So he, because I remember seeing when he walks out the curtain, I was like, that looks tough to take off. It's like a metal clasp. So he's fighting it the entire time. <laughs> Triple H, he's just he's such a doof at this point. I don't. He was it, not. I, uh, I, 
he had not uh, hit his uh, character's puberty yet, for sure. But he th- and it bothers me the overconfidence, and he thinks he did, and it's Does he just talk such like a this? Sh- when he when he yells, he's like, "Get him over there, China!" Like he had like a, a high, and now like yeah. when he became the game, he was more like this. Yeah, like he was like a super Batman, and then but back here, listen to him when he's yelling even in yeah. the ring. He's like, "Dude, dude, come on, ref, count yeah. three, ref!" Like his little high voice, and I'm like, what? "I'm That's still so elite weird. from Connecticut, right? Or no? What am I? Yeah, am I DX? Was, like, Who am I?" He hadn't found it yet. I mean, in, in, well, go ahead. Sorry. Taking advantage. The commissioner has been blinded. Oh, low blow. Man, man. Turn Owen for the low blow. Uh, I just they don't gel. Poor Owen. You can tell mm. just there's no there's no heart in it. And this whole China's uh, handcuff to Sergeant Slaughter and baby powder there at the end. And ah, uh, did you notice that whatever? They, they move couldn't on get the see. baby powder cleaned up throughout the rest of the baby. It was there for like yeah. The no, story. it was. I put that in my note too. It's so goddamn it. By the time Austin got out there, I was like, he's already got flimsy knees anyway, and you're at you're having him run on a slippery surface. Yeah. And every time he moved over there and he had to do footwork to. <laughs> keep his balance i'm like oh like the whole time i'm like god damn it why did johnny be bad with powder it's true point Craig, we'll talk about that but they're both so broken when they get to that match both those guys are so broken in the in the main event oh my god it's I, uh, yeah. but i this match was 11 minutes 29 seconds uh hunter came in as european champion retained as we talked about before i gave it a b minus um i Ooh. I like where they're headed. I think the reason why I gave it out of the C realm is because I was so, again, taken back by the pop and the response that fucking China. Oh, got. the crowd was into like, it, bro. The the yeah, the powder was corny and there's way too much of it. Like, it was so it's like a whole <laughs> bag everywhere. of flour. Like it was ridiculous. It, like it hit the whole section of the crowd. They were like they had powder on them the rest of the night. And like it, it, but when they did it, that place popped. And then after the match, when she forearm slaughter, I mean, again, they reacted like Yokozuna dropped a leg on somebody. They love and then China. she throws him, yeah. she fucking throws him with one hand over the guardrail, and the place popped again. And I'm not saying that's great to have a heel, but I mean, on the other channel, you had these cool heels getting cheers all the time. So Long they were figuring it out Long here. And so, uh, I was going to save this comment for the end, but since this involves Triple H, um, the next night on Raw was majorly historic because they hit the massive reset button. And that's when everybody knew Sean wasn't coming back after this night. He shit on Sean. He took leadership of the DX faction, and then they introduced X-Pac to come back out. That's right. Who, who left, who was You're part of the right. NWO I remember and left. That. I totally remember that. X-Pac was the first person to actually go back. Whereas all the year before it was people leaving WWF and drones going to WCW, and then now someone finally came back. I and totally forgot that yeah, that, that helped me feel point. that the next night on Raw was majorly just as big as this pay per view. The next night on Raw because they they hit the reset button. They had the nation uh, kick Farouk out. They had all kinds of stuff like and I'll, that that next night it was just as historic as this pay per view. So that's why I give it a B minus because I really felt like when I was listening to them pop for China and Triple H and, and Owen did try to have a good wrestling match and maybe 
Maybe you're right. Maybe Owen didn't have any heart at this point because he was just trying just, to collect a paycheck. I think it's another oil and water scenario that you talk about. They just yeah, and or maybe Owen they knew, lost. He, or maybe they knew like you know what's the point in having a good match because really the end part is going to be the big deal. You know, with trying to get the pop and all that stuff. Or maybe whatever. someone was so, legitimately injured because they they definitely worked on Owen's yeah. ankle for like hours. I feel like and there was a lot of gaga like in the match too. A lot but of gaga. Uh, I, maybe I was it a little was serviceable. It, like they did everything right. It's just yeah. not. It didn't. That that X factor, that pop, that WrestleMania, it just wasn't a WrestleMania match. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel the Listen, same way. Everybody, um, calm down. I agree. So. Th- this one, <laughs> this this next one might be a little mixed too that way because the pop was there, but it wasn't a WrestleMania match. Uh, Mark Miro with an end table, sorry, versus Luna Vachon and Goldust in a mixed tag match. Uh, so, oh my gosh, uh, it's just this is there's so much going on here that kind of makes sense, but kind of doesn't, but. Sable basically hits a powerbomb and a TKO to win the match, and the crowd is absolutely insane about it. I gave it a B minus, and <laughs> I, I had a hard time with it, but I couldn't get over. Like, like here's here's the deal. Let me just, let me just read my notes. Um, they're really playing the Sable getting more over than Mark Marrow, and that's that's intentional before the start of this match. Uh, it, it's it's this is oh by the way this is also the artist formerly known as Goldust, which made me laugh a lot. I thought that was hilarious, um, and. You know, there's some shenanigans of the girls running around the ring and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a pretty good match going on between Mero and Goldust, by the way. They're putting on decent work here. I mean, Goldust is always great in there. Mero is better than people give him credit for. Me but better. all they want to see I'm is tired Sable. of people. Whenever anybody says it on their podcast, they're like, well, oh, then they have Bill had to ring, you know, like when Mero's wrestling. No, I'm the like, guy could work. You. Like, what are you talking Mero about? Was, Mero was fine. Like, he was fine. He just happened to have a wife that became a megastar. Honestly. And they like, built and they like, built the storyline that way. That's the whole point. And that's what people don't get. The chants for Sable are getting louder and louder and louder. You're playing right into Vince's storyline that has been built for them. And that's what nobody understands here. Sable hits that powerbomb and TKO, like I said, and the cr- the crowd loses their mind. I mean, you would think it was the main event, and she wasn't that good yet. And she got better yet. over time. But she's she, never good. And she's nowhere near the talent of women today. But when that happened, people lost their mind. They loved it. And you go back and you try to blame that on Mark Merrill, you're an idiot. Because he was like, are the checks good? I'm good. Let's go. And I'll work whatever you want me to work. There's nothing wrong with that, man. It's fine. Yeah. And and everybody everybody who gets mad about this stuff and wants to crap on Mero, you're a total mark because you were in that crowd cheering it when it happened. Yeah, you're ridiculous. And he did his job. He allowed his wife. And Goldust did a great job. She powerbombed him at one point. And Luna played that chicken shit hill all the way through, which was fantastic. She did a great job. It was a good match. Counter. Sable. Can she? Don't tell me. Yes. Very good. Well, well done. What do you got? Um, I, you know, I, this match was nine minutes and eleven seconds. Didn't feel uh, like I almost called nine one one if you catch my. I don't know what that. Whoa, hey! But but uh, I gave it. Uh, I gave it a solid B. I really wanted to hate this wow, match. There you go. Um, but I thought this was a great match. They covered Sable. The crowd was so into her, like Dave said. Meryl, Goldust, and Luna perfectly covered up for her greenness. I mean, yes. expertly covered up for her greenness. And you said it already, Dave. Fucking Mark Merrill and Goldust were cutting it up in there. Like they were fucking having, they, they were having false finishes and shit. And I'm like, what yeah, the fuck? Yeah, it was are we good. Doing 
And then, yeah, Sable didn't fuck up. You know, she didn't. She was, and yeah. don't get me wrong, the other three, like I said, made sure that she didn't fuck up. But I was, at the end of the match, I was like, this was a goddamn good match, and why don't I remember it being this good? I remember Sable getting the pop for doing the, the uh, what was it called? The Sable bomb? No, the um, Meryl's move. She took Meryl's move. The TKO. TKO, yeah. Um, Are you talking about the remember- F5? Whoa! I mean, the, it, yeah, it, it, really, it's yeah. a bad F five, but it's an F five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, I remember that specifically from this match, but I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be good. So when the match started, I was like, I'm gonna fucking hate this. I'm gonna shit. I can't wait to shit all over this. And then after every segment, I'm like, that crowd is so fucking loud, and they're so o- sable, so over. And so then Goldust and Merrill were going back and forth with great wrestling and doing false finishes. And I'm like, this match is a fucking B. And I, I don't know. I'm mad at myself for it. I just am. I thought it was a B. Yeah. Go ahead, Craig. No, I, I'm the same way. I gave it a solid B. This is the bronze medal match of the night, the third best. Uh, have we ever talked about the fact that uh, Brock stole Marrow's move and his wife? Before? <laughs> no, we never have. That's very interesting. And, 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 and I can see him saying that. Wife. He's like, by the way, Mark, this is what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to take that. I never and thought of that, that. It, until I watched this match. But as Jess's <laughs> note on the China match and her pop, I had the same thought in this match. Wow. Uh, her, par- her pop and the crowd's energy lifted this. Yeah. Um, they were so into it and elevated this to I started to enjoy it and lean in when the crowd. Sable's anger and emotion in this um, felt real. Uh, led the led the whole way. I thought the package of how like Marrow and Luna and Goldust were kind of messing with her the entire kind of way up to this and the breakup coming, but they played her and booked her to perfection and she did everything right and she was a superstar right off the bat. She wasn't a great worker, but like that emotion and getting here, you bitch. And like everything she did with Luna let Luna like let her have her way with her and the proper tags and there were no mess ups. Dustin wasn't in great shape. You can probably probably tell he, he was, was not big, at the greatest bro, point big. in his life. He was a big he, boy. He's here. having a tough go right now. But he um but still worked great. This I dude, I like this match a lot. This was the first time I was like, okay, now WrestleMania Sable's started. performance was that of like when they have a celebrity come in. She yeah. acted just like a celebrity would act. Yes. Because yeah. she was green and so She's, everything was you bitch. Like and it was just the way Rhonda and her first match was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, any yeah. celebrity that comes in and, and does well, I'm like, she totally fit that role. So well, this she, was and, and, tech, and if we're yeah. being real, she was kind of celebrity at this point. I mean, she was getting huge, and I, I mean, yeah. This Craig made a good point. This this kind of did uplift the pay per view. It was like a yeah. electric, and like a face went over, and you were like, awesome. Because all before this, it was Triple it was H one, uh, you know, LOD one, yeah, but it was a clusterfuck but, match. Yeah. Nobody cared it was about garbage the garbage up to this, yeah. And so it was. Uh, so this was a uh, this was a, a good face match. What I absolutely can't believe is when I gave that B minus, I thought these guys would be like, "Well, you're dumb, Dave. I'm giving it a C plus," <laughs> and they get and they graded it higher than I did. You never know what's gonna happen on this show. I'm just no. saying. Um, by the way, Tennessee Lee introduced Jeff Jarrett to the ring, and I don't know why, but we move on. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, he, he does his strut and all that stuff, but whatever. It doesn't really do anything. <laughs> well, and they, um, they brought out uh, Jennifer Flowers, who was the announcer for this uh, the next match. All right. Okay. That's great. There's uh, still no the, point in Jeff Jarrett being there, to your point. but I'm Yeah. Just... Match number five, The Rock comes out with The Nation versus Ken Shamrock for the Intercontinental Championship. It's important to note that if The Rock loses by disqualification, he will lose the championship here. I give it a grade C. Uh, basically, it, it, this, this, this is a tough one because Shamrock wins, but then he doesn't win, and they reverse the decision. So that's why I give it a C. So... 
I'll just read my notes. It's, I'll it's, explain it. Uh, read it's your a notes, total but, uh, When I when but, it gets to me, I'll explain the. But I'm saying why they Shamrock this, wins but. and he's IC title champion for like two seconds and then he loses again. So we'll get there. Um, I totally forgot how good of a heel the Rock was at this time. He's really selling everything for Ken so well in the beginning, um, and then you know the, you know the stuff that comes out of the chair, you know. But he was able to kick out. The Rock is totally playing that. He's playing a chicken shit heel here. It's it's really good. You, um, so basically, Ken gets him in an ankle lock and he wins the IC championship. But there's even parts of it where if The Rock knows he's going to lose by DQ, why is he walking away in the beginning? I don't like that. Like, he's like, he does the, I'm not doing this. And he walks away, but Ken brings him back. Just let him walk away. You don't want, you would have won the championship right there, dummy. Like, you know, <laughs> there's stuff like that that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then... Uh, what's what's really cool is he he uh, he gets him in the ankle lock, wins the championship. Then he starts to suplex every he being Ken Shamrock, every member of the nation, and he keeps going back to the Rock's ankle. Uh, Farouk attempts to come down to help Rock, but that's why Raw is so fun. Where Jess talks about Farouk gets the nation because he comes in to help the Rock, and then he refuses because the Rock. Just so y'all know, for some context, he's kind of been slowly taking over the nation, and Farouk is not too fucking happy about it. The Rock is better than Farouk. He holds more attention than Farouk, and Farouk is starting to get a little jealous. So when he comes down to help The Rock when he's stuck in Ken Shamrock's ankle lock, he's like, nah, I'm good, and he walks away. There's Farouk! There's Farouk! And Farouk stopped at the... Help me! Don't help me! What are you doing, you idiot? The Rock isn't... Um, I love that part because that pushes on to Monday Night Raw, but I don't understand if it's a no DQ match, who cares what Shamrock is doing to The Rock? You're just going to reverse that decision? None of that makes sense to me, and I give it a C for all those reasons. But it does push off to a great Raw the next night to Jess's point. You talked about it earlier. What do you guys got? Um, I give it a D plus. Wow. Um, which, yeah, because and the match was only four minutes and 49 seconds for an Intercontinental Championship match, so I was bothered by both. Um as much as I praised The Rock in the segment earlier, and I thought I thought they both looked good here, I hated the fact that they used this WrestleMania match to kind of further, not further their feud, because it's not. It, I'm not bothered that this was not a blow off. I'm bothered that this was the worst match of their their four or they five had great match matches. Yeah. So it started at Survivor Series '97. They were both on opposite Survivor Series teams. It's when they first started signaling they wanted to feud with each other. And then they it came down to both those two for their respective teams, and Shamrock made him tap in the ankle lock and was a sole survivor. So it started there. Then they had a great match at Royal Rumble 98, where the ending saw um, uh, uh, Rock put brass knuckles on. He punches Shamrock. Shamrock kicks out right before three. The referee's like, oh, you didn't get him. And while he's arguing with the ref, uh, or actually right before that, when he punched Shamrock in the face and went down for the cover, he put the brass knucks in Ken Shamrock's tights. So... Ken Shamrock kicked, The Rock gets pissed, and he's yelling at the ref. And as he's yelling, Shamrock comes to and whips him in the ankle lock, and Rock taps. So you think he wins the IC title right then, and he does, and he holds it around. And then The Rock gets up and goes, look at his tights, look at his tights. <laughs> and then so the ref goes, Whoa, and feels for it and pulls it out and disqualifies Shamrock, which was genius, and it worked perfect. 
Here, they overthought it. They tried to do another convoluted ending here. So basically what happened is he puts him in the ankle lock. The rock taps clean. So Shamrock wins again. Instead of Shamrock just holding the hold and letting the refs come in, kind of like what Brett did with uh, Lawler in SummerSlam 93, where he never let the hold, like Lawler gave up and then Brett just held it for like five minutes. And then the ref's like, that's it. Like I'm reversing my decision. They didn't do that. He wins the match. He holds it for a couple seconds. The ref's like, I'm telling you, he lets it go. He suplexes every member of the nation. Then he puts the the ankle lock back on again. (laughs) Then the refs get in. He lets it go again, goes and takes care of the refs, then puts it on again. The ref still doesn't really act weird. And then as they're loading him on the stretcher, the, Howard's mic cut out. So yeah. Howard just, all you heard was intercontinental champion, the rock. And then Jim yeah. Ross goes, what? And then like, and then someone must have told Howard, it. your fucking mic didn't work. So he redid it uh, due to the fact that Ken Shermock would not break the hold. I'm like, he broke it twice. What do you mean? He didn't break the hold. He broke the hold twice to fuck other motherfuckers up. And then he put the hold back on. He didn't not break the hold. That makes which no kind of happens all the time, by the way. The referee has reversed his decision and has disqualified Ken Shamrock for refusing to break the submission hold. Therefore, he awards the decision to the man who is still World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion. Like I think that's why they're thinking of all these screwy things to do and keep this going. Like it's not right. And I didn't realize the history of rumble and he's already, they already did the screw job in here and didn't, didn't finish this. But I think they're thinking ways to not have rock lose any heat in this and keep going as he's kind of going to the next night be leader of the nation. That try, kind of thing. But it really like fell flat it back yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, it's yeah, it, it wasn't great. And I would still, like hold I, I felt Mero personally when match above this, when Farouk turned on him, they, they could have taken it a different way. You know, I know I know the Rock runs the nation. Farouk gets kicked out, but they could have kicked out the Rock and made him go like that's hardcore yeah. Fans. And by yeah. the way, Farouk runs so fast out the ring and, and he like, stops nah. so quickly on a dime before he gets in the ring. I was like, ooh, he was like, <laughs> it was kind of cool. Hey man, but Farouk, it wasn't Farouk good. Like uh, they they tried, but they tried. see, they worked yeah. hard. But the okay. the storyline actually worked because it was the whole Farouk blowing him off Farouk and flipping of him nation. off or whatever. That so was, it yeah. works, you know. This was yeah. Vince Russo booking again. Wrestling second, storyline first. There it is. Match number six is a dumpster match. Yeah, I said that. It's a dumpster <laughs> match. Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to adjust that at all. Call him Terry Funk, please. No, Just I'm call not him doing Terry it. It's Chainsaw Charlie. You heard it. Since at this point, he basically stripped all of his clothes off almost to to where you had to know he was Terry Funk. It's hilarious. And then Jim Ross would slip all the time. Jim Ross would call him (laughs) Funk. Like, it was great. Yeah, he he, was affectionately known as Chainsaw Charlie. That's Terry Funk. Um, It's basically a fuck you to McMahon and everyone in the back. It's like, he's Terry Funk. He's wearing a fuck you you t-shirt, and we're going to call him Terry Funk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. I will not adjust. Versus the New Age Outlaws. I, I already feel like I grade this too too nice, and I'm going to give it a C plus. Um, I did. So you think I that's did. too nice? Yeah, I think so. Um, I love okay. Road Dog coming out of the ring. It's one of my favorite uh, ring entrances ever. <laughs> and they were just this was their infancy here. The crowd didn't. They were getting into it. And again, it. the next night on Raw, like it was actually became a lot bigger. Next night on Raw was a whole thing for DX. Like it was a re a rebirth. Like and yeah, then you can feel like it's coming. Yeah. 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 Um, but but what I didn't like it was kind of unorthodox. The dumpsters were really funky. They were hard to get into. They were really high. Like they could have 
Like you could have found all sorts of dumpsters to, to your the liking. The one backstage was really high. That was a different height than yeah, the one it that was. was but the even ring. the one at the ring was like how like getting them in there is nearly impossible if you're at if you're on the ground level. So I just didn't like that. I said the concept was cool. Well, they figured that problem out. Yeah, you know, it, it does spill into the <laughs> back uh, with a whole different dumpster and the new age outlaws get a ladder. They get forklift into a bigger dumpster and they actually close it up and clamp it down with the forklift. Um I'm sure that the fork was not required because I don't think there was any fucking way they were getting out of that thing. It was so deep. That's how and I agree. By the so, way, once the lids were shut, the match was over. So Funk didn't really yeah. have to. Yeah, he didn't he have to do it. that. Yeah. And, and he had a hard time getting it back into gear. It was, it was fucking, a Because he was so spazzy. You could tell like they probably spent <clears> all like, day. I can imagine he's yelling, training he's yelling about it yeah. all the time. Like, I, I bet they made like, Funk get to the yeah. arena like three hours before the pay-per-view going, we're going to spend as much time with you on this fucking forklift as we can because you got to drive okay. it. Okay. Yeah. But my horse is sick. I've done it. On my ranch, I have several forklifts. It's like, I know. But, so basically, uh, the, the team of Cactus and Chainsaw win the titles C+. Plus. Not too I, you're wrong, David. Ahead, I, give David. It a B, I give it a B+. Plus. I thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, it wasn't it's a Mac classic, Charlie, but in the context of this pay-per-view, this was the second best match. Maybe even the, I, uh, I like the, the storyline and basically, uh, the new age outlaws had put Charlie and funk in a dumpster and then pushed it off the raw stage. And then that kind of led them to, to Hunter Hearst Helms, I think like admonishing them saying, Hey, don't look, don't feel bad about this. This is how you get it in the, in DX and blah, blah, blah. And stop. Yeah. Um, earlier in the year, that's how they first got anointed into DX. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it it was fun. Uh, it's it's funk. They beat the shit out of each other. Uh, Billy Gunn, I think, broke his nose like within seconds of starting this match. They went to the outside. They used a forklift. Funk had this terrible strawberry on his back towards the very end. I don't know how he got, got power bombed in the goddamn dumpster. Like I wrote that in my notes. Like that <laughs> fucking they power bombed Terry Funk from the apron into a fucking dumpster, and that's I think where he scratched his hip going in. And you see it at the <sighs> end, and I'm like, oh my god, like. I wasn't expecting this and I didn't realize that they won the tag titles and I kind of popped for it Listen. and I loved and they they hurt themselves by punching the dumpster and beating up the dumpster as they celebrated and I kind of popped for it and I'm probably it was probably pretty short lasting this tag team reign of uh, I think you're uh yeah the next night they were stripped of it because now oh, there you go uh because uh was it Vince or someone sided with them saying it was the wrong dumpster the dumpster at ringside <laughs> was a, yeah it was great it's great it's great yeah it's great the wrong uh, dumpster I gave uh, this, this match, one of the uh, greatest raws ever after WrestleMania the, this you. this match was a uh, ten minutes and one second long uh, I gave it a B I thought this was super fun. I thought all the action that getting into it, being creative in the back, it was really before now they overproduce everything. You know, when they know they're going to do a backstage brawl. Now they have 25 fucking angles in the back. 
that you never knew were possible. But here, the one camera when they were fighting down the hallway and they like the rolling racks were yeah. blocking the camera, shooting them. But here comes Mick Foley crashing through them. And I was like, they that was an accidental amazing shot. Like they didn't really mean to get that. It looked gorilla like, you know, gorilla warfare and style of filming and everything like. I was just like, man, I really, really liked it. I liked the end too. I was very nervous when Funk was on the forklift. I know. Uh, I was and like, then, he's yeah, kill just looking how he's, uh, he had bruises all over him. Cactus got fucked up. Like the chair shots were ridiculous. Uh, we get a Kane Undertaker montage, which is pretty decent. Um, probably better than the match itself. And then we got Pete Rose as our guest ring announcer. And the best thing he says is, how about it? How about it? Like, <laughs> how about it? Genius. And then Kane comes down. The only problem, I know this is legendary. But the only problem I have with this is the fact that Kane is a fucking heel. And then you knew when he did this in when he's insulting the Boston crowd, you knew the crowd was going to pop. And they did. And he tombstone Pete Rose allowed himself to be tombstone. This is what I was talking about. They put him on the stretcher fucking face first. They drag him out of the ring and they plot and you just see like his belly hanging out of his tuck. It was probably the same crew. <laughs> they just don't care. And they just, just throw him on the stretcher. There's extras in the back, bro. I don't give a fuck. I will say though, for WrestleMania moment, it, it's one of the best ones. It made me laugh really hard. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but then we have to get to this shit match, which I'll take over. Well, there you uh, go. I Can get, I ask you this, this question? How long did, no. did you say the entrances oh. were here? Uh, uh, I wish that they didn't have a match at the end of the. I would have easily watched these entrances and then had no match if they would have because they were good. Yeah. They were good. Yeah, the entrances were fine. Undertaker versus Kane. I give it a D. Oh, thank God. Uh, Undertaker obviously wins because it's part of the streak. I don't care how it happens. But here's the thing. The only thing I find good about this match is the fans that found out how to use the foam hands to flip off Paul Bearer the entire time. I loved it. Was, yeah, I did watch that. that. I, I did laugh uh, heartily <laughs> at that. <laughs> like, it, I it, wanted it, to it warn them. It wasn't a foam finger. I, it was foam hands. I wanted to get a went, time machine and be like, he will tell you to suck his fat cock if you don't be careful. Like he we, were, we were there. He actually said, And Jess is referencing that we upset Paul Bearer and he yeah. uh, uh, insulted like, us. Like Elsinore Storm at a house show. In our we archives. Did. It's in our very, very first episode. I tell that story. That's a fantastic. It is a story and it's him telling it, it's him doing it paul bear is a horrible man yeah, may he rest in peace. i can't say um that. i would uh so there's even a section here where kane hits undertaker with the stairs and he completely misses him bad camera work bad work i just it's all bad it's so frustrating to watch the table shot by taker was decent that he fell into even though kane was supposed to throw him into it and completely missed that too but then Kane ruins it by throwing a flimsy piece of cardboard on him. Like, I hit you with cardboard. Oh, that must hurt. You're the Undertaker. You better sell right, keep that. Going. Keep going. Um, no, I give it a D. I can't talk about Feed it anymore. Me. I'm really Feed upset. Me. Yeah, I know. I gave this a D minus. The only reason why I didn't give it an F is because the jump over the top rope or Undertaker crash and burn on the table was fucking phenomenal. That was it was great. great. Yeah, that, um, I'm like, whoa, okay. But let me yeah. just say this, and I've said it before in past reviews. Every... Undertaker and Kane match is trash. 
every single yeah. one. It you really sure is. Right, good Jess. Am I wrong? You only re- no. They had never had any good matches, Dave. I you got to stop saying stuff like that because when you wow, start putting yeah, propaganda, yeah, that's out there. how rumors start. No, <laughs> that's how rumors start. <laughs> that's how you get down the rabbit hole right there, that, Dave. You're, you're gonna. That's how he becomes mayor of Knox County, Tennessee. Yeah. Do your research. Right? Yeah, because they're gonna be like, oh, remember? Everybody just remembers the lightning from the ceiling and the fact that Undertaker yeah. abandoned Kane in a burning house and. Uh, Undertaker's mom had sex with Paul Bear. Everybody just remembers that bullshit storyline, which apparently stuck in everyone's head. Um, that was part of the storyline. I'm not. I'm literally not making that up. Um, <sighs> no, this, is a, not, this would be the third tombstone. Yes, he got. It. And will this be enough? My God, what will it take if it's not? Yes, the Undertaker has won this match. The Undertaker has defeated Kane, and Paul Bear has got a steel chair. I, uh, it's hard when brothers fight each other. They just, <laughs> they don't want to hurt each other. They have a chemistry together, real brothers. Uh, Brett and Owen never had a good match together. Uh, <laughs> um, just kidding. It is a D. I have nothing else to say. It was just, and honestly, I'm, I'm going to just be honest with the audience and say that I, I just skipped it because I knew it was good. garbage. Good. And it is garbage. You can see on Peacock the amount of, of uh, the match length and it took over a quarter of the pay-per-view. So, it's disgusting. Like, no, no, thank you. 17 minutes no, for two. Thank you. I got better yeah. things to do. 17 to minutes for two now. big winded guys. Yeah. And and that's the Kane thing. Kane looked like, jacked, though. Kane looked fucking huge. He was huge. You yeah. put them in with the right people, they're going to be great. But you not like I said, you don't put two big men together anymore. You don't, you just don't do it. Sometimes you can. These, these two it's just. It's a rarity now. You just that's the same kind of move set and garbage. It's uh, whatever. Oh, punching and kicking and punching and kicking. I'll watch that. And then if I like I, every move that Kane did, I'm sorry, was sloppy as fuck. And like because I mean they're big guys trying to lift other big guys. I, but I feel like, like he was really being overly cautious with Taker here. I agree like, with that too. I and, and I'm not saying because everybody knows that Glenn's a good worker. A lot of people say working with him is a night off, but at the same time, like. That all his tombstones were sloppy as fuck, and like I was like, oh my the god! Shot. Like, he could have he could have put it on put it on everything. Side. Totally everything they both did was just winded and sloppy. Yeah. Like I was like, yeah. oh, this is terrible. Sorry, go ahead. Well, we get a nice little attitude montage. We just said you got attitude, Jess. This is the attitude era. You get an attitude yeah. montage. I thought it was on. a "Don't try this at home" promo. Yeah. I didn't realize it. Well, it so wasn't. We have, we have attitude. It was basically that the contents of a "Don't try this at home" promo before say it, we're not before before it, before it was that. And then we get the DX Mike Tyson. Stone Did you see my chin Austin. lock in the last match? It was fantastic. Attitude. Uh, we get a montage of DX Mike Tyson, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. This is what made all the news. Oh, this is what, sorry, Dave. What? I don't mean to interrupt. What but I this is, okay, so this is but this is the second match, and we, I've said it in other podcasts. Uh, that we've done, but how much did the shitty having the shitty DX band do? Triple H's music and Sean's music in this WrestleMania take away from their entrances a lot and because it's a shitty, horrible DX band cover yes. of what their theme music should be. Yes. And sorry, I also have to say I was going to bring it up for when Sean comes out. I might be in the minority on this one, but I fucking hated the DX opener the way it would clip back and forth. Uh, it would stroll oh, back and forth from yeah. clips to live clips to live. I, I close my eyes every time I, can't I always fucking hate it. Watch I've it. always hated it. I fucking hate it. I hate it. And yeah, I'm sure I, it was meant to irritate you, but they're also trying to be cool with it. And it's hard yeah. to watch. Like there's some subliminal seizure, point. It's seizure inducing. Me, like it really yeah. is. Like it's there's some subliminal point where that's when I get up and refill my drink. I think yeah. I don't really yeah. notice that. 
Sorry, um, I jumped the gun and I only connected it because no, Triple you're H good. had it no, earlier. I fine. forgot. Don't worry about it. Can, can, no, but but right. I'm saying I'm like, an asshole. But this, this is the Mike Tyson situation, the drama, the Ross before Stone Cold pushing, like and, and Vince saying, "Don't ruin this, Austin. Don't you ruin this? <laughs> you're ruined. You're ruined everything." Um, and, and, it's, and it's just so raw and real. This was the turning point for WWE to come back to number one. This is it, and this is the match culmination to it. Uh, so match number eight, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Shawn Michaels for the WWE Heavyweight Championship with special referee enforcer Mike Tyson. I give it a grade A because of the storyline, because of the work, because of the ending. Um, Craig says no, just says yes. I love how this is already getting upsetting <laughs> for all of you. Um, I'm not going to get too much into it because I've seen the match over and over. I just highly recommend everybody watch it. Watch all the montage work and everything leading up to the match. Watch how they built this storyline. They get Mike Tyson involved in the, in my opinion, the best way they possibly can. They don't expose him in any way that's going to hurt him in his career as he's going to try to make a comeback. He And Mike Tyson's on a downturn. He just lost his title just recently. Um, in, in heavyweight he boxing, to Holyfield, so, yeah, to, yeah, to Holyfield, right? And so, he, I think he had already been disqualified because after he got disqualified in a boxing match because he punched the ref. Yeah, like the, the ref was sort of, trying to, yeah the, yeah, the world is crumbling around Mike, and but he still had and, that and, that uh, allure. Of course, well, 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 and at the same time, Vince looks at him crumbling a little bit and goes, "I think I have a chance of bringing him on for money that yeah. I don't have to spend." So, for and, those people and, who don't and, remember, by the way, he was scheduled yeah. to be the special guest referee. For Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage at the main event, the primetime special in 1990, right before wow. WrestleMania 6. But two weeks before, he got knocked out by Buster Douglas in Tokyo. And so they oh, ended up getting away. Buster Douglas because Tyson and his camp pulled out because they were embarrassed. So they didn't want to come and do it. Uh, Bruce said that they wanted to keep Tyson. They're like, we would have taken him. We would have been the first major sports entity to have him after his knockout on their live television show. We could have kind of rebuilt him. Um, but like he, his camp called and said, yeah, he won't be doing it anymore. So two weeks they had to get Buster Douglas and Buster Douglas ended up being the guy. So they were trying to get Mike Tyson back in 1990. Yeah. Uh, so, so to your point, Dave, that's a very good point because he was way on the downhill here. And mm -hmm. so Vince is like, I'll catch you, baby. I'm going to, I'm going to give this a try. I'll get you in there. I got you. Um, like I said, you know, it, it, we all know Austin wins this match and it's fantastic. Um, the ref is knocked out, but as Austin finally hits the stunner, I believe for the second time, um, and there's no one to count, and Mike Tyson jumps in, changes allegiances apparently, and counts the one, two, three. Stone Cold gives him a shirt. Michaels gets pretty upset, and Michaels uh, takes that shirt and throws it into the crowd. They get into the altercation, and Sean thinks he can punch Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson lays him out with one shot. Um, it, it's a great, it's a great finish. It's a great, great montage, great storyline. I give the whole thing an A, and um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to hand it over to Craig because he's going to disagree, and I think Jess is going to agree with me at the end. Yeah, I think Jess is best to close it up. Um, <laughs> I will, uh, I will just say this was not without controversy. Uh, a lot of stories about Michael's not wanting to do the job in the back. Um, uh, and his attitude at the time on their stories of Undertaker being backstage with taped wrists to ready to make sure that um, Michaels did the job. This was the ultimate passing of the torch. It was inevitable. Austin had to win it. It was his time. And Michaels countered. Michaels going for another kick. Austin, he got it! Oh! The stagger! Mike Tyson in! Austin at the kick! 
you big question for me is is how messed up is sean's back is he just hemming it up at one point sean yells to the announce table i'm the toughest sob is he trying to make it about him with his back because he he's a bump machine in the first few minutes of the match and then he's like nursing it and then he's really hurt um he he did hurt his back at the Royal Rumble um, uh, versus Undertaker, kind of bouncing off his casket. But how bad is it? Was he just being Sean medicated, making it about him in this? The match was lackluster. I yes. think they even admittedly no, I mean, said, "I'm not not, uh, not the lackluster match." Yes, he was making it about himself. Yes, he was. Yeah, uh, he um, felt he the torch was being passed. It was being ripped from his hand. But two months earlier, three no, it was probably like four months earlier. Um, you know, he was involved in like the biggest fucking screw job of all time. So he thought, oh, I'm Vince's guy. And then like fucking four months later, Vince is like, listen, it was gonna be you or Brett that was gonna lay down at WrestleMania 14 for Austin. I just didn't know which one of you it was gonna be. Like, yeah. and then when Brett did what he did and refused to lose the title, I knew right then, well, Michaels is gonna get it. So I think Michaels was just kind of he was bullshitting himself. And then he yeah. really realized that Vince isn't like anybody but himself. Vince is for yeah. the business. Vince is for Vince and the WWF. That's it. Like, and I think Michaels had a harsh reality here when all the tour leading up to it is like, yep, we're doing this big tour so you can lose in Boston yeah. at WrestleMania 14. I think yeah. Michaels was like, fuck this shit. Like, he went away. He retired for four and a half years after this match. Yeah, yeah and, and he should. And, and it had the biggest business and the most business it, it ever done when when he left. But he and Michael's and usually doesn't go ahead. Michaels usually doesn't let the product suffer, regardless of what he thinks about what's going on. Maybe because he's on the winning end of it when and on most fronts. But the fact that he does sell his back and that the fact that it it is so limiting, even Steve Austin had it said that this match was the shits, and it really is. Uh, lower than capable of both of them are doing. I still liked it. The event itself, I still popped. I remember the moment. This is a one-match pay-per-view. Um, did I give it a B? Uh, if not, I'll give it a solid kind of B. Can't give it an A. It could have been an A+. Plus. I, I, I'm sure they did a thousand times five-star matches together. At some did, point. When he was the this, ringmaster, they did. This was not yeah. one of them. And I, I there's a lot of politics and I kept trying to read into it as I watched this. But Stone Cold looked like a million fucking dollars and the end of this and the confetti and the Tyson turn. Perfect. And the shot like it was just it was just fun. Uh, but that's why wrestling's fun is because like we're all analyzing the backstage stuff. And the more we hear of Sean and his back. But I'll just stop and say I'll give it a B. Could have been better. Can't give it an A. I, uh, I give it a B plus. It was tw it was 20 minutes and eight <laughs> seconds. I love the intros. It was back when they would show the wrestler walking in the hallway in the back. Oh, God. So that in, yes. in the background, it was like a doom, 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 like a heartbeat. I loved it. Yes. And uh, I, I just I loved the the setup and the way they set everything up. And like Austin came out and that pop was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Like that was he's a star. And like yeah, when he walked out, man, I was like, when it happens, his walk. Lose their mind. even though I knew this was his night in my mind, I was still saying this has to be his night. God damn. Um, I thought the, I thought the match was fantastic because I knew how hurt they both were. Austin was never the same after he got dropped on his head by Owen yeah. that summer before. And Michaels, you could believe what you want. I think we're, at the bare minimum, he was a beat up wrestler like all wrestlers yeah. get. Um, yeah, I he's a great salesman, right? So every time he acted all stiff and when he would bend over, he would straighten his back and just use his knees 
Like people with that, like, and he picked shit up and he looked ginger when he did everything, but yet he took a backdrop over the fucking top rope on a triple H. And then, then he would get up and act all, but you know, you know what though, in all honesty, like maybe he was really hurt and maybe he just didn't know yeah. how to, he didn't know how to politicize it in the back. He didn't know how to be like, uh, uh, um, I don't know what word I'm looking for. He just didn't know how to do it gracefully. And I think he acted like I, Craig said it best. Everything was about him. You know, he's the first wrestler to ever get hurt. Don't you know? Like he's the first wrestler to ever, yeah. you know, fall out of favor with Vince. I'm not even saying he fell out of favor. I just think, you know, you're not, you know, and it's weird how people like to separate Hogan from Michaels because Michaels always likes to think that he fought hard to get out of the Hogan era. I'm all, you were kind of worse than him. Like Hogan yeah. never like let his performance be affected. Uh, even though Michael's yeah. performance was top notch all the time. He always threw tantrums, kicking Vader, um, doing all that other stuff. There was always I remember that, he, yeah. he'd get mad when his pyro didn't fucking go off. Hogan would never be caught dead breaking no. character and acting like he hated where yeah. he was. Like and, and so it's well, funny if he that was Michaels gonna go over to, this night and then strangely win it the next night, because the Austin era was gonna be inevitable. But let's say he did politic and Michaels was was gonna escape with the belt. Would he yeah. have worked the back like he did tonight? I don't think Michaels ever knew how to work the back. I think that especially after Hall and Nash left, which they were professional shitsters, and I don't think Michaels <laughs> was. I think Michaels knew how to surround himself with people that protected him. Hunter was the sober thinker. Well, you, he didn't you party. The, you he story. didn't party. He didn't do yeah. any of that stuff. He loved and, wrestling, and so he would talk sense into Michaels. What yeah. you need to do by work and, the back, you know, I mean, like, would he use his own back as an excuse during the match? Would you? Would he have tried to sell his own back injury? If he was going to go, I over maybe think that he tried to, and I maybe think that Vince is like, "We'll see you in Boston, and you're going to give the title <laughs> up." And if you yeah. want it to be thirty seconds, it can be thirty seconds. But look at it: uh, a, a, a an almost crippled uh, Austin and a quote unquote almost crippled uh, Shawn Michaels. Twenty minutes. Here, yeah. here's a that's know, a good point, Jess. Yeah, but that's I loved. I, I you know, Craig. I have to say, I only disagree in the sense that I love the work in there. Like they yeah. were fucking going at it. I loved watching Austin and Sean Russell yeah. and especially the fast shit at the beginning when Michaels, I, I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, you fucking faker. Like when he was like <laughs> taking fast bumps and shit, he bumped fucking hard, like on everything. The first five and, minutes or yeah. Yeah. And it was all great. And even Austin, they're outside shit. Like just even when Austin, because he's slipping on the goddamn baby powder all the whole match, <laughs> and like, uh, but even like even when they kind of messed up on the outside, like my, uh, Austin went to run him across the ring and probably throw his face into the little table that had the bell on it. But you saw Sean almost sell it, but Austin was behind him because he was watching for the cables, and then Michael stopped, and then they reset, and he threw him into the guardrail, and I was like, that's two professionals. Like that's yeah, all that yep. is. Like yeah. they both realized Michaels realized that the movement was off because he wasn't even looking at uh, 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 Austin. He Austin was grabbing him by his hair, so he felt Austin's tension, and he felt Austin was behind. So Michaels is like, "I'm gonna not throw myself on the table. I'm gonna wait yeah. for him to catch up, and then I'm gonna go on the rail." And I it did look like a flub, but I was like, it would have been way worse with anybody else. But those two guys are so good at what they do. Yeah. So I'm I'm way more appreciative of that stuff. Like where I'm like, that's fair. Austin, that's fair. Fucking getting in the ring and his legs were <laughs> draping over the ropes as he got in the ring because he really couldn't lift his legs. Like, and I'm like, God damn, man. Like Austin was so beat up, it was hard to watch. But I didn't like the ending. 
I hated Tyson getting in there and counting the pin because the whole storyline before here was Tyson joined DX like three weeks before. Yeah. And then so you thought, oh, my God, they stacked the deck. He didn't do anything against Austin in the match to make me think that Tyson had him in danger. So if you're going to do that, why do any of that shit? I don't mind if they tried to throw a swerve and put Tyson in DX. That's fine. But what should have happened was I'm a big fan of the granular one, two, three with a ref. I wanted Austin. I wanted the Dave Hepner one, two, three to give Austin that title. Instead, Tyson gets in there and he's not to a be pro fair, ref. I think Tyson goes, one, two, three, was, like real fast. He might like, have been overexcited. Uh, no, no, just, I, uh, that's, Dave, that's I, why you don't have them do I it. Totally agree I with agree you, with that. I totally agree with you on that, but but that's what I mean. I, I wanted the professional ref cadence and all that. Yeah. Yes. And then afterwards, I, 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 I'm with and then afterwards, that. Tyson could have slid in the ring and looked at Michaels like, "Thumb, you win some, you lose some." And then Michaels could have been like, "You're supposed to be on my team. The whole reason why you joined DX is because I had you out here for my insurance policy." And then don't get in my face, don't do it. And then they could do the punch. <laughs> thing. Like. That's Why all they had to do, it? but instead Why they just like that? again. Vince Russo wants to book a swerve into a swerve into a swerve. I didn't like that Tyson made the count because I felt it robbed Austin of that. You could you could one, argue that two, maybe three, they that had all that going, and Tyson just wasn't as good of an actor yeah. as they wanted him to be. That too, right. and that too. And by the way, for for new people that are just listening to this, I'm a Shawn Michaels advocate, and I still believe that uh, he's. Probably the greatest all-around in-ring performer. Okay, Dave. Anyway, what's the ending of our <laughs> podcast? He's definitely the greatest bumper. He's a bump machine. Wait, bumper I feel like we've gone over off the deep end. All right, here. so yeah, we it. have gone way over. You have to cut this down. Uh, rapid <laughs> fire. Which part are you great, What grade do you give it? I give it. A, I give it a C plus for the whole pay per view. Rapid Me fire. Too. I, give it a, I give it a C plus, and I put the next night on Raw. They hit the major reset button, and the rest is history. Attitude error. Craig, rapid fire. Yeah, uh, I give it a C. Yeah, it was okay. it, except for it was just bad, except for the epic nostalgia of Michaels, Austin, and Tyson. Nostalgia, like the energy was great, and the storylines I actually enjoyed. But yeah, I felt like a lot of the in-ring performances. I was like, I wish that was a better match. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Undertaker and Kane. For, they, they always do. For audio fans, give us a, a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or Google Podcast. Or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP 2019 or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast. This is Dave, Justin Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.